From the high desert in Far East West Texas, this is the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Joining me for this episode is ESPN's Mina Kimes. You may know her from her appearances on Around the Horn and Highly Questionable, or maybe for her hosting duties on uh, the Morning Roast and the Nickel Package podcast. Mina is also an award-winning investigative journalist and senior writer for ESPN, the magazine. Mina, welcome to the world's fastest-growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. <laughs> Unlike the NFL, you're you're growing. That's great to hear. Or 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 at least make, making up uh, making up the spin as I go along. Uh, <laughs> so uh, before getting into your great piece on NFL ratings, uh, you're you're in Los Angeles today, and I, I know you spend quite a bit of time in Miami. I'm just curious, like what percentage of the time are you a traveling TV gypsy? Well, I'm a traveling everything gypsy. I still travel a lot for my written pieces as well, which basically means I'm on the road almost half of the year, maybe a little less, maybe a third of the year, but I'm on the road a lot. Yeah. So you wrote a very thoughtful piece and I'll, I'll link to it in the, uh, in the podcast episode notes, but uh, I'd rate it as the definitive, the NFL is dead, long live the NFL piece about NFL (laughs) ratings. Uh, But I'm biased because I agree with everything that you wrote. Uh, You hit all the the notes, including the the NFL's increasing relative strength, even as its ratings decline. And uh, you definitely picked up on the thing that fascinates me the most. And that is, it seems like no matter what the opinion is, when it comes to NFL ratings, everyone actually has one. Yeah. Well, wow. I'm just so blown away by you saying you agree with everything I said. You know, being on television, I'm that's such a foreign concept to me now. Uh, <laughs> I almost don't know what to say. Wow. We agree. Um, no, I appreciate it. And yeah, I think w- what you just said about sort of people choosing causes and kind of associating them with the NFL is really fascinating to me because, as I mentioned in the piece, everything is declining, right? And that's not just television, that's mainstream media. It's all, if not in decline, um, flat or struggling or wrestling with all the the disruption. So it is, what was fascinating to me is kind of this question of, well, why, one, why are we so interested in the NFL? And by we, I don't mean nerds like you and me, I mean everyone. And then, you know, why are we pinning these sort of issues on the league in particular? And I find that very interesting. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I think I, I think I know where you come down on both of those, but, uh, um, w- w- you know, what, what's your, what's your biggest talking point on why, why do you think people are, are so vested in this story, and it's got such broad interest, to, you know, uh, uh, you know, across pretty much the, the whole entire U.S. population. Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. Um, one is people are really invested in football. You know, I, I made a mention in, in the story, like, it's the, the voice. There are singing shows ratings fall off. Nobody's like, oh, is the quality of singers declined? Or are the songs too long? Like, you know, people don't care about things the way they care about football. People don't have opinions about things the way we all have opinions about football. So when we're told football is struggling, it naturally compels us, and by us I mean NFL fans, to sort of ask questions about the product. So that's unusual in that way. And then the other reason I said, you know, can be summed up in two names, Kaepernick and Trump. Uh, right, just right. The fact that the, the NFL rating story became entangled in politics, I think, is what drove a lot of the interest in it. Yeah. So so, you know, I, I've been I've been thinking about this a lot and for a long time now. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I my my ratings takeaway is the same as yours, which is, um, you know, the 
the Trump Kaepernick stuff, um, you know, definitely is a is a polarizing topic, um, you know, that that people have strong opinions on, but that there's not a lot of evidence that it, you know, that it was a big contributor uh, to the ratings declines. But, you know, but I, I wonder what you think about this. So I, I just started thinking about the, you know, the notion of a, particularly, uh, you know, in the Internet and social media age of of anti fans where, you know, people mm. people just root against things as, you know, as sport and hobby. And the one and the one idea that that just started really resonating with me is that, you know, there are uh, like, like, let's say this year for the Super Bowl, or let's say last year before there were, were big Super Bowl ratings declines. Um, you know, the, 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 peak, the peak viewership was less than 50% of the country. And, and even in reach, you know, there was probably like at least 40% of the people who didn't watch even a second of the Super Bowl. So there are a lot of people who aren't NFL fans to begin with. And I think a lot of those people just because of the Kaepernick situation, became anti-fans of the NFL. Now, I, I think long-term, that is, a, that is somewhat of an issue for the NFL to figure out how to uh, win those people back, even though they weren't big fans of the NFL to begin with. Is, do you think that's crazy, or is there something to that? No, I think it, there is something to it, because I think these things all build on each other, right? Which is, um, you know, you could skip a few games this year because, let's say, you're a Packers fan. Right. Or let's say you don't want to hear about the politics or whatever. And, but you're still watching. But you're watching a little bit less. And then the next season, it's like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't as interested last season. I think part of the NFL's reach, part of its uh, dominance is because you, people, it's part of their habits and their routine. And once you start breaking that, it does become easier to walk away from it for a number of reasons. So I think the playoffs, we had the greatest Super Bowl. I mean, I don't want to say the greatest Super Bowl in NFL history, although it is remarkable. We've definitely had so one many of them. But holy smokes, it was a great Super Bowl. Yep. And, and as I mentioned, the piece between these two major markets, and ratings were down. They were down less than everything else. But you have to think some of that is because ratings were down before, right? So if you're right. not watching in the regular season, you're just kind of not as interested. And then you don't watch in the playoffs. So I, I think these things do have a way of building on each other. So uh, of you know of of any of the of the people that you talk to, like so. So you talk you talk kind of to a wide variety of people. What's your what's your sense on the split between people who who have a strong opinion just because they're big NFL fans and, uh, you know, the percentage of people who are interested just because it's a big story? I think um, it's definitely a mix of both. I think most of the people who are interested in the story are interested in football, but we also live in a country where the majority of Americans are interested in football. Right. So it's such a big, a big group. Um, I think, you know, people can't really, so, so my big takeaway, and I think it sounds like yours too, is that it's technology, right? Most of it is technology and just the way we consume things. And it's finally hit live sports. It's finally hit awards. So there's a bit of a delay, I think. And I think the problem is that's not really something most people can articulate, right? Like, it didn't occur to me until recently how my own viewing habits have changed, how there are sports events now that um, I don't feel compelled to watch because I can follow them on social media, certainly not in their entirety. I didn't really realize that about myself until recently, Robert. So I, I think a lot of people are in the same boat where they might not even recognize how their own viewing habits have changed. You know, it's it's funny. So I, I try to pay very close attention to my to my own viewing habits. But, uh, um, you know, this this year and last year, really uh, during during a lot of NFL games, other than maybe like the, uh, 
you know, the 3.30 to 4.15 bit of the red zone. Um, I multitask a lot during, uh, during NFL games by yeah. like listening to podcasts and audio books. And, uh, but that's something I would like only admit to close friends. But then I, you know, then I recently heard like Bill Simmons saying, oh yeah, I'm listening to podcasts while I'm watching the NFL. Cause you know, the games are so boring and, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the options that people can do that people have now, um, there's just so much stuff you can do and even do multiple things at the same time. Um, I, I don't think any, I don't think enough attention is being paid even to, uh, how much, how much time people are spending, uh, watching Netflix. And a lot of that's Netflix's fault because they won't tell us how much time people are spending, but, um, but you know, it's, it's still, um, you know, Hey, do I want to watch the Super Bowl or do I, do I want to continue to binge altered carbon? That wasn't an option I had, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, we used to be forced to watch things. I, I don't have kids, but I, like, I look forward to someday to explaining to them the concept of must TV and watching them stop in my face and then go off and write Snapchat about how terrible I am or whatever. But like, you know, there used to be, Oh, sorry. That was my dog. I don't have kids, but I do have a dog who is loud, but you know, we used to have to watch whatever our parents said was on TV. And then we watched it in its entirety. Now you can, escape everything i think i wrote in the piece during the third quarter you can just tune out if it's boring that wasn't an option right, right? until recently and, and it's something i think we're all still reckoning with so i think the big news here is you get to travel with your dog or do you have a loner dog when you're on the road <laughs> no i he stays here and, and i'm home so he's home and he is uh my colleague and uh, my occasional interloper and my occasional nuisance which he's doing right now Ah, so wait a minute. So you, you're you're back in Connecticut today, or you live in LA? What what is the situation? Maybe I have that all wrong. Oh no, yeah, I'm based in LA. Yeah, ah, so okay. I'm, I'm back in LA right now. Yeah, I oh, see your 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 uh, your Connecticut phone number threw me off. I apologize. Oh, so, no so, problem. No, I like I like uh, I like the uh, I like the background noise. So um, I, I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm just really curious. Not 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 to uh, not that this is going to be an easy transition, but uh, you know, what do you make of the of of the whole Kaepernick situation, and where will that go from here? Yeah. Man, uh, that's it's a great question. Do I think? Well, I mean, the first question is, do I think he will play in the NFL again? No, I do not. I think most people probably share that opinion now. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what his former teammate, Eric Reed, uh, what happens to him this offseason. That's something to watch, you know, talented defensive back. Is he going to land on a team or is he going to receive the same treatment? That's going to be an interesting offseason storyline. Um, you know, kind of tying it to the ratings picture, Robert, it was, you know, the story went away. I mean, it was not mentioned in the playoffs, really, or the lead-up to the playoffs, or certainly not the Super Bowl. Um, so I think it did sort of lose a lot of its momentum. And I think unless there's some sort of precipitating event, whether that's the president uh, and players having some sort of conflict this offseason, I'm not quite sure it's going to come back, which is interesting because I do think the effects of it are going to be long-reaching for a long time. Yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of one of the hardest things for me to wrap my my arms around is is uh you know how much like a a single tweet from the from the president of the yeah. United States can uh, can turn the narrative around in a in a single day. Um I I tend to agree with you that that uh that if uh if it if it goes away quietly it will just it will just go away but but then but then is it you know what's your take on on uh you know, the NFL social stance and whether those those moves are really, you know, a win for the NFL players. I think it's 
Um, so it's very complicated. We've done a bunch of stories about the players' coalition and, you know, this sort of tension between, well, okay, is the NFL really helping them get their message out and, you know, wh- which players are on board with that and what sort of compromises does that represent? I think we don't really know yet, and a lot of those questions are going to be answered when the league decides if they're going to do anything about uh, the protest this offseason in terms of setting guidelines, you know, these players have to stand. I don't. I personally don't think that they'll come down with that because they don't want that fight, uh, and they certainly don't want to reinvigorate attention and interest around the story. Um, but there could be some other guidelines about, you know, uh, staying in the locker room or that sort of thing. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see whether the league decides to tackle that head on this off season or just do what they've been doing. I think with some success, quite frankly, which is say nothing and hope it goes away. Right. Well, you know, so um, just if we if we keep our ratings hats on and and uh, predict more of the same kind of for next year, you know, declines, but still, you know, the the NFL probably maintaining or continuing to grow in relative strength. Uh, what will what will the narrative be uh, in, say, November of next year if the ratings are down another seven percent to that point? Yeah, which I think is likely to happen. I think it, it might be tempered some by, you know, I do think the injuries to players on yep. the market teams was a real thing. And if, uh, you know, it's knock on wood, assuming that Aaron Rodgers and the Cowboys and the Giants all come back and everything, yep. you know, doubt, uh, that should be alleviated somewhat. But I do think it's going to continue to be a good story. I believe if nothing happens in the political space, the narrative will shift from being, wow, Kaepernick, people are boycotting to questions about the product, right, which was the competing narrative that it's boring and right. stinks and quarterbacks are terrible, which I don't buy, by the way. I think that's sort of a, well, there's a lot of recency bias behind that. But I do yep. think there'll be more uh, scrutiny on the NFL's product continually rather than people just looking at technology and television, which they probably should be. Yeah. So, so, you know, is there some messaging you think, like if you were, if you were head of communications for the NFL, not that I'm trying to get you that ah. gig uh, <laughs> and not that you'd want it, but if you had that job, how, how would you spin it? Well, I think I, you know, I, I would say, look, like we are still the 10,000 pound, well, gorillas aren't 10,000 pounds. What is it? A thousand pounds? With the one ton gorilla 500, 500 in the pounds. room. It's the 500-pound girl, yes. So I'm a, I'm a writer, but I, I do lack command of basic American idioms. <laughs> um, but I, I would continue to harp on that. You know, I think the fact that they that they're uh, the interest in the NFL relative to the rest of the television is growing is not a message that has gotten out uh, probably to the degree that it should. Um, I think that there needs to be. I would focus on uh, drawing attention to the interest on YouTube and Facebook, which I've seen some of those numbers and they are remarkable. Okay. Yep. And so we don't really hear about that partly because as I mentioned the piece, I think some of it does supplant gameplay and interest in, and ratings and that sort of thing. But that is the conversation that needs to happen. It's not just streaming. It's not streams. It's internet interest. And I don't think they've quite figured out how to communicate the fact that there's people are still really interested in the NFL. They're just kind of exploring it in different ways. Yep, I, I I agree. Although I I find I find it hard to communicate those messages myself, so I think it's a, it's definitely 
it's definitely a challenge. And uh, and, and what you lack in uh, in 500-pound gorilla idioms, you, you make up for by, uh, I'm going to botch this probably, but you at least know how to pronounce Pyeongchang. Did I get that right? <laughs> that was close, yeah, Pyeongchang, yeah. I mean, you, you definitely top Mike Sirico. <laughs> Uh, the 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 uh, the bar was low. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna get you out of here uh, first by saying I'm gonna figure out someday to try to reschedule when you're on a landline, so we have a little bit better of a connection. But I'm wondering, like, how you can be so smart and such a great writer, and uh, and still be Charlie Brown to uh, Poppy's Lucy with the uh, with the handshake. How does that happen? Uh, I am. My friends call me Miss Timidu. I'm the most. <laughs> Uh, spacey, like disorganized. I struggle with basic directions. So it actually is quite quite a simple explanation, which is that I am tremendously uncoordinated and easily distracted. Uh, you, you 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 can't let this stand, Mina. You, you, you can't let it stand. I can, but I, and I will. Really? You're going to keep falling? Well, on the... It's on the... come up with ways. What's that? They come up with new ways to trick me every time. It's very devious. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I, you know, sometimes I wonder if it's shtick, but, uh, but oh, you, no. you, 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 you are so, you are so sometimes to the point of almost being angry that, that they, that they got you again, <laughs> that, uh, when I asked myself, is Mina that good of an actor? I think, no, nope. she's not that good of an actor. probably. So, so Mina, nope, th- thank, thank you uh, very much for uh, joining the podcast. You can find Mina at Mina Kimes on Twitter and I will link to the, uh, to the great piece on the NFL ratings. Thank you again. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Mina Kimes for joining the podcast. You can find all the past podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, RSS, and SportsTVRatings.com. Thanks for listening.